With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to take an in-depth look at the gridiron. 53! Now joining us, Pro Football Focus's lead NFL analyst, Sam Monson. Here's a guy that has a deep understanding on In The Zone. Such an interesting weekend of football we had, and another one upon us on Sunday. Let's catch up on all the latest with PFF.com's own Sam Monson joining the show. Sam, welcome. What in the world happened to the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, I think that was probably the most surprising game, most surprising results maybe of the weekend. They wasn't so much that they lost. I think that was always entirely possible, particularly given how good the Bengals are, given what we saw from them in the, whatever it was, 18 snaps before DeMar Hamlin's um, medical incident the, the last time they played. But it was that Buffalo kind of went down without firing a shot. They they never found any kind of answer. And for a while this season, they've been relying on Josh Allen making crazy big plays when they needed him, and he's always been able to do it. And he just wasn't able to find anything against the Bengals. Who does that fall on? Do you think that that's a coaching thing? Have we perhaps overestimated the greatness of Josh Allen? Not that he isn't among the elite, but perhaps we've put him towards the top of the list too fast. Is it is it that, or or is it what's around him? Because we thought that they had so much talent, yet you look around and outside of Stephon Diggs, uh, it's kind of hard to get excited about a lot of other guys. What do you see as the biggest reason why that happened? I think there's a few things at play. Um, Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo did a phenomenal job again um, against you know a really good offense against a quarterback as good as Josh Allen. He dialed up some really impressive things. The scheme was very good. They were causing problems. Um, I think one thing that wasn't talked about nearly enough heading into that game was just how big a mismatch Cincinnati's defensive front was for this Buffalo offensive line. All of the focus was on the other side and whether the Bengals' makeshift line could hold up against Buffalo's defense. But the Bills have a bad offensive line. and kind of have all the way through the season. And Josh Allen had been able to make it work despite that. But the Bengals were just too much. And Trey Hendrickson in particular was causing problems. DJ Reader, like they just won in the trenches. Um, but also, you're always close. You know, in the game, particularly early, the sort of the game flow stuff can always swing. I think the very first third down that Josh Allen had, he just slightly missed Stephon Diggs on a deep shot that would have been Buffalo potentially answering Cincinnati's first touchdown, and all of a sudden we're talking about a completely different ball game. Like maybe the Bills are in a groove, and you know it looks a lot more like a shootout than it ended up being. So I think a few things kind of put together, and ultimately this sort of game plan or the way of playing that they've been rolling with for the past several weeks of just Josh Allen will make something happen, that's not exactly a guaranteed strategy. Like sometimes it's not going to work. Sometimes he might not be able to make it happen. And when it doesn't happen, you know, everything falls down. 
One of the things that I noticed, and I don't know why it only impacted the Bills and not the Bengals, but it seemed like it seemed like the snow helped Cincinnati. Like it seemed like Buffalo's defense was always a step slow. Uh, there was so much running room for Joe Mixon. We talk about that banged up offensive line. You couldn't tell at all that they had a makeshift offensive line. Do you think the snow helped where the defenders have a hard time kind of planting and running with the offensive guys that know where they're going to go? Yeah, I think it it generally does. Um, I think it also potentially helped slow down Buffalo's pass rush if that was ever going to be a thing. It didn't have that effect on Cincinnati. They were just... Uh, they were able to make it work. They were a bigger mismatch than maybe people thought was going to be the case. And then I also think the Bengals pivoted on offense better than the Bills did. Like they, once they took control of the game, they started to go more ball control and power running and just take control of the line of scrimmage and, you know, lean on the fact that they can be a power team as well. And, and just sort of grind Buffalo down. The Bills were still desperately trying to stay with the thing that brung them and, and try and make those big plays and try and answer back with something explosive. And they were just never able to find that. We're talking to Sam Monson, NFL analyst from PFF.com. We saw Chad Henney in limited time successful taking the Chiefs down the field. I think it was like the longest playoff drive uh, for a touchdown in their uh, franchise history. Successful with Mahomes out of the lineup. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Do you just marvel at the Chiefs and the 49ers? You could say the same thing about those systems that it just seems like it doesn't matter who you put under center. Everybody looks just a little bit better than they really are. Yeah, I mean, these are two of the best offensive minds that the game has seen in the last 20, you know, 30 years in Andy Reid and and Kyle Shanahan. And we've known that for a long time with Andy Reid. He's done it not just in Kansas City, but in Philadelphia as well. You look at the list of quarterbacks and he's been able to get some really high-end play from. I mean, he got Alex Smith leading the league in passer rating one year in Kansas City. Like, this is what Andy Reid has been able to do throughout his entire tenure and Kyle Shanahan, the same thing. There's graphics to put Nick Mullins on a list of guys with, like Andrew Luck and Patrick Mahomes. There's graphics to put, um, you know, Brock Purdy alongside Joe Montana, Steve Young, and Kurt Warner. Like he is able to manufacture offense using his scheme and skill position players, and the quarterback doesn't need to do the same things that they do in other offenses. They they sort of have an easy button to press. Better unit in the NFC Championship game, the Niners' defensive line or the Eagles' offensive line? Yeah, it's a great matchup. I think that Eagles' offensive line might be the single best unit in the playoffs still. like They are the best offensive line in the league. When Lane Johnson is healthy and he's back out there, and he's not 100%, but he is at least back out there, that makes that a unit that just doesn't have any weaknesses. And we've seen that they're able to pass protect really well. They're able to run block extremely well, open up serious lanes for that ground game. When Jalen Hurts is there, that makes everything easier as well because of the threat that he brings and the impact that that has to a defensive front. So, yeah, I think that Eagles offensive line is really the the foundation piece of everything they're doing. The odds have shifted in favor of Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game. I don't know if that's just Burrow confidence or worry that Mahomes' ankle is in bad shape. It's probably the latter of the two. But are we wrong to assume that Cincinnati has the upper hand here because of the way they've been playing, because of the Mahomes injury, and Burrow hasn't lost to Mahomes yet? Is that 
But it's still the Chiefs, and they're still at home. So where, where do you sit there in terms of who you think has the edge in that matchup? Yeah, I think that point is an important one. That Look, this is still the Chiefs. They're still at home. That's a really important factor. And, yeah, look, Joe Burrow is now 3-0 and against the Chiefs. It's the last three games. The Chiefs have been in, in every single one of those games. Like, none of them were comfortable victories. That They were all kind of knife-edge games that went very late before the Bengals were able to, to come out on top. Um, I, I think because it's three, you know, because it's this run now, I think people might be kind of overvaluing that and saying, well, the Bengals just have the Chiefs number. It might not be as simple as that. Like, they may have just come out on the right side of three very close games, um, and that can easily turn back at any moment. But I do think that, obviously, Mahomes' ankle is critical. Like, that's paramount to everything they're doing. It's a high ankle sprain. That's not the kind of thing that goes away in a week, even with, you know, modern recovery and even with whatever they're likely to shoot him up with, try and take the pain away going into that game. His ankle is not going to be close to 100%, and we're going to be left sort of wondering and, and won't find out until that game how he's going to be able to play with that. Have you offered up your official Sam Monson predictions for the uh, outcome of these games? Well, I had the Eagles in the Super Bowl before the season, so I can't go away from that now. Um, unfortunately, the Bills was my other Super Bowl pick from the mm. AFC, and that died last week, so I have to pick a new team. Um, I think I'm kind of leaning towards fighting back against the narrative a little bit of yeah. in Kansas City and saying, look, they're still the Chiefs. This is the fifth straight AFC title game. They still have Mahomes and Kelsey. Let's not overlook this too much. Sam Monson, you can find his work at PFF.com. Also catch up with the PFF NFL podcast for more breakdowns and analysis there. Thanks so much, Sam. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Still to come, we've got Tazi's take, plus Luke Hetrick is going to join us. Continue to break down the return of Jonathan Isaac and the excitement around that. We're back with more in a couple minutes. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.